punchline is the truth is the game. And so you can either get tactical or you can get real, real macro on this and actually understand this biggest truth. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Let's actually now get into like some detailed questions. This is the time to go very narrow. Okay. Very narrow to your business. So um, this year I found out for myself uh, what is the most important thing or what is the, um, yeah, what is the engine of a successful company. And in my opinion, it's the um, company's culture. So this is, in my opinion, the engine that makes successful companies so successful. And in my opinion, the base for it is um, open feedback culture, then to be creative, to give a room for um, experiments. And um, on the other hand, like, um, yeah, reward the single persons for what they do. And um, I wanted to ask um, if there is something more you can... Well, first of all, I love what you just said for a lot of reasons. One, I agree. Two, I love that you gave both a social, like a Democrat and a Republican answer, which is right. Which is why, like, I, the fact that you understand that, like, that culture and soft things matter, but then also the merit and rewarding, right? Like, that—that that is what America and, and Germany, for that matter, and many other places in the world are struggling with, which is the answer is both and everybody for some reason thinks it's one or the other. And they're in contrast. Um, I, think, I think you're on it. I think you're on it. I think the, the last thing that matters, in my opinion, is that it's being built for the long term. You know, obviously, you've, it's, listening to different stories, you've gone through the scenario of selling something. When you were the CEO of that company, based on the way I was listening to the story, maybe or maybe not, doesn't really matter, but probably you came in with knowing that that was a viable option, and if that was the case, then he was building towards that. He ca- I don't care about VaynerMedia's EBITDA. Doesn't, I've never thought about it once, because I'm not selling it. God bless you. You know, because I'm not selling it. So all of a sudden, I mean, you know, I talk, <laughs> almost every single employee here is not a functional PNL oper- Like my CFO probably doesn't want any of the people in this room to be here. Um, because it's not to the core revenue driver of the thing, um, but that's not the mission that I'm on. So I think, the, I think you've got it, at least from what I heard, and they're all, anything we add is really just adding to the left or the right, and intuitively I can hear you've got it. I would say the only vulnerability you have to culture is if you and your founder are thinking about selling this company to BMW, to you know, Harley Davidson, what, you know, I'm not educated enough, but the only thing that can fuck up somebody that understands the balance of left and right is that all of a sudden they've made a switch and they want to sell the company in 24 months, which then changes a lot of their behavior. You know, if you get an offer cold and some banker hits you up and they're like, we're gonna pay you $23 million for this business and you're excited, we made this up five years ago, can you believe this? You know, and then all of a sudden you go to the next phase and you're like, okay, they're offering us 23 because they're offering us 7.3 times our three million profit what if we wait a year and get it to six million in profit, then we'll get 45. And that's where shit gets fucked up. In culture. Oh, by the way, you guys may want to sell it for 45. But that's the only other variable in this conversation. It's the balance of left and right. 
And then if you're lucky enough to go in perpetuity, you can really build something like I am. But that also isn't for everybody. You guys are such young, maybe you have 43 other ideas that you want to do. And that's the beauty of getting to choose your path. It's the only other variable left. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I'll fill in another part of the story. Please. Uh, I'm interested in, in hearing your, uh, your perspective on it. So when I was the, in my second stop as a public company CEO, I was shit canned by my board. Understood. Um, and uh, went through a very deeply personal attack, basically. That's how it usually happens. Yeah. A board so member what decides happened, to, I, yeah. I'm not going to go into it. It's really but it got ugly. Just, yeah, but it got ugly. And uh, we had a, a guy that went rogue on us. Yep. Um, and we were charged by the SEC as a company, yep. et cetera, et cetera. We, we remediated it. Actually, we self-reported. We did all the right things. But at the end of the day, um, they hit us with a massive fine. And you have to carry that yeah. kind of at some letter, yeah, level so, with a scarlet letter. Yeah, so I understand. At the very end, yep. um, you know, chairman of audit, chairman called me on a Saturday. I was out golfing with my son at Morris mm-hmm. County. <laughs> and uh, they say, listen, we got to talk. And I said, okay. You know, but I had, I, had, I had actually, we had disclosed it. So I had a week where I was out there. Mm-hmm. Basically telling everybody that I was the buck stopped with me mm-hmm. happened on my watch. This is what yeah, happened. I get it. So you know, we had client problems. We had all kinds of we had shareholders oh. who were clients, right? So it was a, we were in the uh, equity business. Understood. So uh, they came to me and said, "Listen, you know, Bob, it's nine years. We had a ten-year succession plan. Maybe it's time to make the change." I said, "Great, no, no problems." Um, oh, by the way, we're not going to honor your contract. Right. And I said, you, gonna- you can, there's two words for you. Yeah. Is the second one you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, it just it turned into an all-out war. Of course. So see one of the journal Monday morning, gas realized to board, fired, you know. Yeah. And so it was a very public. Understood. Event. Yep. So I went through a year, and, you know, for me, I was lucky because I had a lot of friends who, you know, stood up for me and, you know, and ultimately employed me. Um, but a year of that, like a vacuum. Yeah and being able to tell my side of the story. Right. So I went into arbitration and I won. They had no choice. It was, it was, this was a public Clear. company board running for the hills. Yep. Threw me under the bus. So that was about four years ago. Um, but it's one of those things, you know, you-, you That still with. hovers? Yeah, well, actually not in my new business. Um, nobody cares and nobody knows. Right. Um, it's not like the first result on Google that you're worried about kind of thing. Uh, well, it probably yeah, is up there. Actually, the first result is, you know, I was hired by Barclays. Yep. So the second one is... I understand. And they never really fully reported my... I understand. I'm not even too worried about it. I want to know yeah. where you're going. So where I was going with it was, you know, that's four years. Yeah. And it's something you wake up with every day, right? It's just something you just, you know, it's just like gnaws at you, right? And it's... Gnaws because... You, you can feel your own behavior being affected by the concern of something like that again? No, I, I think I, I, um, I've learned, I learned a lot right through That makes process. sense. Despite the fact I've been a public company CEO for 11 years. And yep. I never saw it coming, which I'm very disappointed in myself. But, um, but it's, that, it's that reputational kind of how do you, how do you go about um, you know, reconstructing your reputation after something like that? I don't know if you've done crisis management. I have real thoughts on this. Yeah. Like, real thoughts. It's, uh, it's, it's really simple. It's offense, not defense. Yeah. You need to, there's, like if we were best friends from the Jersey Shore, we would have dinner, and this is literally what I would say verbatim. Brother, I have no fucking idea how much true or how much not true of any of this is. Right. Because I don't. Right. 
you need to go on crazy offense and produce unlimited content on podcast and LinkedIn about this, I only have one advice as my best friend. 100% the truth. So if you've been kind of keeping 1% from me and your what, 1%, you are completely vulnerable to one thing. The margins in which you've kept, like every one of us, like, I mean, I'm really getting goosebumps. It's in the margins of what you kept. And you're talking to somebody who desperately understands human behavior, desperately. That is your vulnerability. That is your jail. That 1%, could be 50%, you could be fucking completely lying. I have no idea. But, but... Could be. Yeah. Could, honestly, like right. life is life. Like, yeah. like my level of judgment these days, I was never good at judging people. Yeah. Now that our entire culture is only about judging people, I think it pushed my .01 left to zero. That's all we do. All we do is go on Twitter and judge yeah. each other, left yeah. and right, headline, judgment, judgment, judge. I mean, a woman in the UK today said I'm a terrible person because she screenshot one glass door review and decided that's the truth of what's going on in these four walls. Like that is what we live in. Right. That's fine, but now I'm at zero. Like I just, like outside of murder, like outside of the core egregious things in our society, I can't get, you know, like I'm like in tilt, right? So the answer to your question and something I watch very carefully and I think a lot about personal brand, I also know that one day every person on earth is gonna know who I am and I have to start already mentally practicing for when I'm a human and I do human things and make a mistake what my move is gonna be your only vulnerability is that percentage that still isn't out there from you acknowledging, accepting, or even the, the money is shot, saying something that isn't even out there. The, the, tr- the core honest truth that the Lord of the Lords understands is what you have to put out at scale and then you're fucking free as a fucking bird. Well, that was that week. So, the, so you have, there's never been a Wall Street CEO on the planet that has ever taken full responsibility for anything that's happened with this firm. I was the only one. Okay. If you look at blank fine, diamond, you go down the Fine. List. So? Anything, this happened in, in, deep inside the firm, blah, blah, blah. So that's, that's something I feel very good about, right? Which was, it was all out in the open, in the public domain. It was me. Whose opinion do you care about at this point? Because we're all humans, I understand yeah, that. Like, yeah, like whose? Um, the people that search your name? Yeah, probably. It's, it's why I went there. Yeah. You need to produce content at scale. I highly recommend as a friend, as a Jersey boy, I'm already your friend, to really, really, really go there with one manifesto. Right. Right? Like really go there. Yeah. Further than it is my responsibility. Mm. Delicacy is the NDA. Respect. Then like allude and reference. And then produce content at scale so that, look, it's very hard to trump the Wall Street Journal on Google. So you're going to have to put out a lot of content for a long time. But look, I'm going to say this, and this might be a, this is the actual, back to the real game versus the, the tactical game is content at scale that eventually allows enough other things to offset it, right? Right. Actually, I'm glad I referenced it. Glassdoor. Glassdoor, like, I could incur, like, I I have six employees here who genuinely know me as a human being and love me as a man, as a, like, the fucking boss who've not left a positive review on Glassdoor. It's very easy for me to spend seven minutes to get a hundred reviews there. The, the, punch, it's, the punchline is the truth is the game. And so you can either get tactical or you can get real 
real macro on this and actually understand this biggest truth. I think that second result, as, and I get it, is no different than a 14 year old with a huge fucking pimple going to high school. She and he are so fucking scared about that pimple and walking into school, what they don't realize is everybody's got their pimple. Brother, nobody gives a fuck. Prince died and he got 24 hours of a news cycle and that's it. If you think anybody gives a fuck, if you think your future kids, in-law, let's go deep, like everything, they don't give a fuck. You're gonna have six conversations and you're on your merry fucking way. Nobody gives a fuck. The reason it's so easy for me to take so much criticism is because I don't think hear the criticism or the praise. That's the game. Nobody cares, bro. Good news. There's so much egregious shit happening in our society that they don't give a fuck. They don't care. Not, still play offense. They don't care the way we grew up. Right. It's just changed. Yeah. <clears throat> and if you feel like you've put out everything you can, I would, I would challenge you between the it's fully my responsibility and the NDA in a LinkedIn post around something macro of like a manifesto of like things I've learned in the last decade. Yeah. And you put it in there. See where I'm going? Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's interesting because I was just asked to speak to uh, the biggest securities yep. industry group about being a public company. Being a, you know, I think I think I think you go look. I think you go 100% accountability. Yeah. I, I think no, honestly I, that I never I never. But but never. you know what I mean. Listen, I'm, I'm we're we're talking it up here. Like like I think where you can really win these games is it's an, it's human nature to spend 8% of the time to 50% of the time on the board member that really wanted you out because they're shorting the stock behind your back. Like whatever it might be, whatever it might be. I think the unlock is 100% accountability. I got too high on my own supply and I didn't pay attention. Uh, I kind of, you know, like real shit, like I should have went with my fucking senses. I kind of felt there was something brewing but you know, I got caught up in the rat race of every 90 day numbers. Like real shit, yeah, yeah. real shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, real shit. Put it out there. Put it out there. Yeah. You know, it's not fun for me to put my shit out there but like I don't want anybody to have leverage. You know, yours is real fun for me because I think you have this kind of like wildly fun blank canvas yep. and I actually think it's a very practical exercise of a PNL. I think you literally, first of all, I would highly recommend moving to a place that is not expensive to live. If your arbitrary thing is America and outdoors, I get really into like Idaho. You know, and maybe you're a little bit, you know, too calgary out, like fuck that, like I don't want to be a cowboy anymore. Like, I don't know, but like to me it's like, when you're a generalist, I actually think it's a strength because it means you're comfortable into many different things. I just think it depends on how you want to make your money. But like, add on to the context so I can give you more. Yeah, so, like, yeah, it's, it's funny because uh, I forget who you were uh, on a podcast with the other day, but you basically said you're a psychologist. And, yeah. Uh, and and what it, what's been helpful for me is the language because I realized that, you know, when I was growing up is I have entrepreneurial tendencies, you know, doing the snow, yep. you know, going crazy when I got a Mark McGuire, Jose Canseco, like 40 cents, I'm going to go sell this right <laughs> yeah. now, you know, going crazy. And then, um, and then even I like, I never got past division three basketball because I wouldn't play defense. I was like, I don't want to play defense. I just want to shoot the ball. Interesting. Like, and I'm okay, I understand. With, I'm okay with division three because I, I don't have to worry about playing okay, defense, right? That's cool. And, um, but <laughs> that's cool self-awareness. It, it's one of those things like, 
you know, it's one of those, because now I can put language to it, that I, when my dad died about 10 years ago, because we didn't have a good relationship at all. And then I realized that, and that, I mean, that's half of America, right? And so it's, that's neither here nor there. But I realized through that, I cared way too much, especially older men and the way they sought out. And like yeah, the way, makes sense. And so like I did teaching. And then when we moved to Canada, I actually started working for my father-in-law. We owned an insurance business. It was great. Like I guess I like never did business before. I loved it. It was a ton of fun. But then I realized again, it was kind of the golden handcuffs paid me really well, but it really wasn't my culture. So I left that, went and been a pastor and it's like a super fast growing church. And that was a lot of fun. And then but getting back to Saskatoon where we live, just, we're not the right fit for the culture. And so now it's one of those things like what's most important to me is that language is that I, in order to reach that happiness for me and my family, my wife and I talk all the time about this, is that I can't worry about what other people think. And that's that's always been my thing. I got where, it. And so now it's a bit of, I'm trying to figure out like, how do I make people aware, the right people aware of who I am? Because it's one of those things like, and I have like sought out to apply for jobs, but when I'm such a generalist and like, I, there's everything could be fun for me. Like, <laughs> I, like I, I'm not locked into one thing. But right now, like I, you know, I have done some content over the years, whether it's vlogs, I've done podcasts. And so I got a website. Um, this is robclark.com. Basically, it's my full resume with different things that I've done, whether it's professional or just for fun. Now I'm trying to like very practically, like how do, how do I find the best situation for my family? Volume. My entire thesis on creative is my thesis of what you should do. I think you should apply to 7,000 jobs. I I think you will get there quicker by applying contextually to 7,000 jobs than spending the time to think about which five places you should apply to. I really think that. I really believe that. You know, it's... It's interesting how it works. And there's a couple reasons. It's fun to like go back to back. I think one of the things that people, one of the things that I think I do well that's really helped me is contextualize the moment. You know, I understand what's happening currently. I'm a, I'm a complete creature of the market. You know, I really am, deeply. And I think right now, it's wild to me who's, I genuinely believe that Google would offer you a job that like Stan's Pizza Shop wouldn't. I think we're in this bizarro world where so much is happening that it's, that it's not the box that the three of us grew up in. Everything was so fucking rigid, right? Like, I really mean that. Like, I, I just, like, I'm completely convinced of that. Yeah. That there's so much progressive debate that literally right now at Amazon, they're like, we need more pastors from Canada. Like, you know, that sounds ludicrous, but like, I literally believe that. You know, back to like emotional intelligence. Like if you just think about like the conversations that we're having in this room, I think the thing that, you know, it's actually, it's so funny, I keep bringing it up because I really appreciate the compliment from AJ. It was a very structured conversation we were having around something I'm passionate about. I, sometimes people put things into words. Tom Bell, you, my superpowers not judging myself. I think what's making me resonate is I take something that's completely gray, right? but it's black and white to me. Like all the answers were actually the answers. But they're not the ones that are obvious. But it's funny. <clears throat> Something I, t- I talk about all the time with, with folks is um, you gotta embrace the ambiguity. Like a lot of people are so unsure and so afraid of ambiguity, right? So, so at, over time, yeah. or, or over time you're gonna wake up one morning and you're gonna say it's black. And you'll okay. appreciate this. Or you just have to change your perspective to even see it. 
and, and, and that's why, you know, words matter, which really helped me help. Like, you know, going on, you know, spending eight minutes and, 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 then, and then he can say to himself, right, offense versus defense, it's just so easy to understand, right? Um, I literally am not joking. Yeah, is there- I, I, like literally from what I'm yeah. hearing and you've yeah. got to keep feeding me, yeah. I, I, I'm excited because I really want somebody to play this thesis out. It seems as if this becomes a game of where do you guys want to be? Yeah. Like to me this becomes a bigger conversation around Chattanooga, Tennessee yeah. or, or the outskirts of Cleveland, Ohio or San Diego. Like, and again, you mentioned it quickly, the 6'11 son, how old is he? He's 15. And so Jesus. He wants, so, he wants to, he's just getting into ball now and he wants to play. Some just football. now? Just now. So he wasn't passionate about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I played and so I, I, I didn't ask him to play basketball until the day he wanted to play. Smart. And now he's turned it on. And he, he'll be okay. But I want to put him in a position too where he's just going to have opportunities. Is he coordinated? He's pretty good. So, so you're thinking about it more of like this is his key to opportunity and so him playing at, we, we got is, he good, is he a smart Kid? He's super smart. He, so this is like Ivy League, like potentially. No, uh, not Ivy League smart, but no. He, I think he want like his. Goal what does he? Is, yeah. What does he want to do? He he wants to work for Disney. Interesting. Yeah. No. Super interesting. Super like, cool. And so, like for him, he wants to play pro ball just to make enough money, whether it's in China or wherever, just to make enough money because he that's his passion. And smart. He's already started a podcast on Disney for him. But but so the thing is, is there a way to arbitrage that a bit? Because like yeah, we, his or yours? No 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 us. I yes. Mean, that's I mean, I mean, so yeah, 7,000, 8,000, just keep applying. Well, what's, it, go ahead. Arbitrage that in such a way, like, I would say, like, we want to be in the south to southwest. And so, like, anything east of Illinois, not really interested. Uh, anything north of Illinois, not really interested. Man, this is super, like, honestly, this is such a fun blank slate. Like, all I really want to do right now is look at, like, I want to play 800 arbitrages. Yeah, yeah. I want to, like, go to a place that's an emerging market, that fits yep. that demo, yep. then map the 150 businesses in, in the area that are viable, that could afford whatever, then yep. figuring out the minimum salary you need. Yep. Yep. Bro, you're in an incredible spot. You do understand that people spend their entire lives to put themselves into a box, and you're at a point in your life where you've created something that is a completely blank slate. Yep. Uh, I think that you literally go home and you and your wife or with the kids, whatever, yeah. decide in or literally have the fun pizza dinner that says, what are the 15 cities we want to be in? Put them in order, yeah. map the business that are viable, and then create a contextual video to the CEO of every one of those companies and email it to them on LinkedIn. Yep. Dear Rick, in Santa Fe, you know, like, you know, I love your tire company. Let me tell you about how I sold lemonade. <laughs> Don't know what else to tell you. I genuinely think that's how it works. Yeah. What, here's why I really like it. In listening to you and just even getting your energy, my intuition is that's exactly what you need to do because you have to find your match yeah. in a boss that will appreciate yeah. you. Yeah. Right? Like, like totally. there's a. <laughs> that, that's, that's <laughs> Does the, that make sense? Well, why, why'd you, I apologize. No, why you rarely thing. jump in? Like, why did you just do that? Because he's, he's a unique bird. You know, like you need to find your match more importantly than finding a career that pays you enough to yeah. be, you know, place it's both. I think that's what's really working for a lot of people in this company. Yeah. I'm a uniquely different guy, thus a lot of people are succeeding here that won't succeed elsewhere and vice versa. There's a lot of people that come in here that are confused by why they got fired because it worked everywhere else. It's bodies and organs. And to your point, you know, 
you know, you're a kind of organ that needs to find the right body. Yeah, that's I, exactly right. That, that's the thing, and that's why I'm trying to figure out, but that, that makes sense. But by the way, like, yeah. for example, I hear you talk, and it's very gray, right? And, it's, and I'm in, like, in love. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> too bad we're not in, you know, maybe, what about LA? You know, like, you know, like I LA love is number, it. LA is number one. Well, great, I mean, like, so. You, by the way, you can flat out email me your lowest number. Yeah. LA's a little expensive. Like I, my running thesis is you need to go like to yeah. somewhere weird. Yeah. You know, because then you're really in the game. Like there is, there yeah. is an arbitrage between emerging city that fits your profile but has enough businesses that can actually, and I don't know where that is. I don't know if that's one of the number three city in Arizona. I don't know if that's some, you Sully. know. Yeah. You know, but that's the Mormon mafia. Yeah, but it's you know? huge growth. In a great way, and the Mormon offer is awesome. Like this is like I go with that as a positive to, do you have a best friend that you know played at BYU? <laughs> like like literally yeah. like, it's all arb. It's all looking for patterns in white spaces. Do you have a sense of how low the number is? It obviously maps to the housing cost and the, right the cost right. Yeah, yeah. We, we can. We're, we're at a place. My wife and I and and we. Like we call it a season of drought where we've been back in the city she grew up in and we for the last four and a half years that we've been there and uh, when this, if this video, this video is going to get out at some point and a lot of her friends are going to be like, what? And, uh, <laughs> she just doesn't want to be there? No, she doesn't want to be there. And so It's great. And so, yeah, so for us... Her it, friends subconsciously know it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so ultimately, we're at a place where, like, because she's Canadian, the rest of us are American. Like, the immigration process, we've started, we paid the money, the lawyers are working on it. So as soon as that's done, you're going. Then we're going, even if there's a job or not. So the lowest seven thousand applications. Yeah. And make it fun. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah. And that and that's and again getting to that language is realizing like, and I, I feel so bad because we're blessed. We have a great Rochelle and I have a great relationship. Kids are healthy. They're great kids. Like everything's great, but still we're unhappy, right? And you then just need to, you just need to change yeah. your environment. It that's sounds exactly like right. that's you're unhappy about the micro. The, yeah. the macro you're set, which is why you're actually winning and happy. Yeah. So cool, fucking fix the micro. Yeah. Make 7,000 videos. Yeah. Somebody's gonna click. Yeah. I'm positive. The game is changing. Yeah, well, I used to say, you know, how many, how many Yale lacrosse players can we hire? You, know, it's, you ready for this? I don't know a single school that anybody that works for me went to. I think Nick got kicked out of fucking Ryder for smoking weed one day in. I know. I think. I, know, I think. D Rock went to something that looked like Mount Ida College. I feel like there's like three people. Like I have no idea what. Like, I have no fucking idea. I'm not, but now, you know. but now they're hiring kids with associate degrees, which is awesome, right? They would have never done that two or three years ago. Never. It doesn't fucking matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Really doesn't. Matters if you can do something. Like matters if you're doing quant work. If you know how to do math, but, even then, but like you know, even then, I mean, I wasn't a math major. Because you went up, nah. Because you went up higher, you right? Yeah, but, I, but I had enough. But I was numerate enough. Well, that's the point, right? Like, right. like I don't because I think what happens is that this is this is the problem. Wall Street mystifies the business romantically, but at the end of the day, it's pretty simple, right? Even the derivatives businesses are pretty simple. It's Everything is super and simple, and you know. I don't think I don't think there's a single job I could hold at VaynerMedia besides the one I have. I'm pretty sure. Maybe if we had a sales team, like just couldn't, just don't have the grammar skills <laughs> to begin with. I would have never gotten into this place <laughs> unless I interviewed directly with me. 
you know? <laughs> Can we sneak one or two more in? I know we got one or two minutes. Anything else popping in? All the way from Germany. You got anything else? Uh, anything else? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, I have a question to. Yeah, you talked about the gray and the black and white um, opinion. So um, I'm thinking about um, with my team in the company. Um, we're doing at the moment uh, some grayish stuff, you know. From a marketing standpoint. Uh, no, in, Culture? In, in social media, in social okay. media stuff. So like, marketing. Uh, when we are working on on the platforms, like um, doing the uh, DMs and um, posting in the feed and commenting and all that stuff. But um, we figured out with our capacity, it's not possible to do anything because then we're doing it like half and not full. Okay. And um, so I want to cross out things. You want to and stop doing certain things. Yes. And I wanted to ask, uh, so we are community-based, so the community is in the focus. But um, when we are on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest and TikTok, what actions on the certain platforms I should do not anymore. Which, which ones don't you like the most right now? At the moment, the most capacities have direct messages, but what we heard before, direct messages are in the future the key, maybe. I want to make sure I understand. What behavior are you doing right now? In the way that you're asking the question, what behavior right now that your team's doing that you can't do everything because it's half pregnant, you know, you're not getting the full value. Like, what are you doing that you don't think is bringing you value? Forget about what we think the future's about. Forget all that. What are you guys doing right now that you don't think you're getting the most value out of? Um, the direct messages. Okay, I want to make sure what you're doing on direct messages. Give me an example. From beginning, example. somebody tweets something or replies to something, like give it to me. Yeah, exactly. Instagram direct, uh, hey, what's up? And, um, so somebody leaves a comment on one of your pieces of content and then you click that person's face and you send them a direct message? No, okay. they DM us. You, they DM you, yeah. okay. And hey, love your stuff. Yeah. And you, you don't think you guys can scale replying to that person saying thank you? Uh, no, we say thank you, thank you for uh, your comment, we appreciate it. Um, what, are you, what are your wishes in the future for our future content? So we try to do a uh, conversation but the problem is that all the comment stuff that the other people see in the news feed, like under, uh -huh. under the feed stuff, is, um, gets not so much attention. But You're doing more attention on direct messages versus in feed? Yes. Why? It happened. That's a great answer. So, right, so I think a couple things. One, it's an interesting debate. Obviously, replying in the comments on the public post I do believe creates more brand, brand value because all of us see it. And there's an inherent unconscious feeling of, oh, this brand cares. That's number one. It also encourages more people to comment, which can help you in the algorithm or growth. Two, if you can't do both because you don't have enough people, you know, one of the things to think about is becoming more of a global company. So for example, you know, the truth is, uh, you could hire somebody in Vietnam at $2 an hour or $4 an hour or Poland or like, you know, like these are just true conversations. You know, they're, they're, there's a lot of arbitrage in going global. You know, and so, or, you know, and this is where Europe sucks. You know, it might be harder for you to have interns or lower cost employees to scale 
everybody can scale everything by hiring more people if they can afford it. Mm. Being able to afford it is tricky. California's harder to afford it than Iowa. Uh, Germany's harder to afford it than America. You know, but you know, one of the advantages that I think European-based businesses have over American businesses is they do think more global. Americans are funny. Half of us don't even have a passport. Half of us don't even realize there's a world outside of America. Truly, it's like amazing. Yeah, I mean, so you know, a couple things run through my mind. Things I think about. You know, building up capabilities in other places where the cost goes down. Where you know, these are things you can debate. Because they all listen. When you're talking about touching a customer, it's always a good idea. Because the customer pays our salary. No shit. So if you, you know, to me, I'm a fan of DMing, and I mean, it's high, why hard Z? Like we haven't scaled it yet, but I'm unbelievably uncomfortable that we're not replying to every person that replies to me. I also love it too when I when I do it on Instagram because you get so much information out of the customer. It's, it's the, just about in the beginning how you ask. It's it's this it's the singular reason I think I'm the guy. There's nobody who has the scale of audience that I have that reads as many comments as me. I know it to be true. And the community, they write us like, hey, why you don't have a backpack? And I'm, I'm, I say, hey, how should the backpack look like? Yeah. And they send pictures and oh, all 100%. that stuff. So. They are R&D. They're the research and development. And you have fun. Like, like sometimes you ask them what it looks like, and other times you're like, "What do you mean? Wait till next week. Pre-sale on the backpack." You know, like you know, of course, of course. There's a reason I'm right a lot. It's because I listen. I think you should scale that. You know, yep. why not? Yep. Find a way. Always, I have to question myself when it's not working as I want. Maybe I've done something wrong before. Well, well, I think the question becomes what's your KPI, what, what's, your, what's success look like? When you say it's not working, what's not working? You want to convert more of those people into sales? You, like, yes. You, that's where you're getting caught. Yeah. If you're, if, and I appreciate you saying that because that's the punchline. You replying to people and DMing, which then inevitably on the fourth interaction leads to would you like to buy this or whatever it may be, or you don't do that but you analyze if any of those people are buying, that's sales versus what I think ultimately leads to the most sales which is branding. You can't measure the fact that you replied to him and he went out to dinner with the three of us and said you'll never believe this. You know that motorcycle gear that I buy? I DM'd him and they said thank you. And he's like, oh, that's fucking awesome. What's it again? And they followed it on Instagram. You can't measure that. Yeah. Math fucks up a lot of people. But the word is not just about math, huh? It sure isn't. But it's a big part. It's a big part. Yeah. But it, this is an equal game of left and right, black and white versus gray, math versus heart. The friction of those two things is the magic. But if I had to pick, It's always 50.1 to the gray, to the heart. That's why this is called the honey empire. When I try to articulate what we're doing here, what's the vision? Honey empire, honey over vinegar, kindness, empathy, care, culture, but we're a fucking empire. I'm not trying to fucking, you know, build a dreamland of hypothesis. I'm trying to win out here. That balance is hard. 
that's why the people that can do it build big fucking ass things. You gotta figure out how you're measuring it. Make sense? And this goes back to the most important part because I think you got a lot of things right. I can feel it from a mile away. You just have to understand timing. Again, if you and your partner wanna sell it in the next 24 to 36 months, I'm going into the empire empire. Mm. Got it? I'm okay with you dropping everything and maximizing, that's life. But if you're not sure and you wanna build the most leverage and it may be for a much longer time, that's when you have to not score those things. Yeah, in the last five years I made so many failures. So um, I think with every failure I challenge the matrix more. So um, may I ask you maybe for some last advice? Because with this motorcycle lifestyle gear, I want to be the number one in the world. Okay. So what advice maybe? Who's number one in your opinion? Uh, number one is um, Alpine Stars or Fox. So like 400,000 million. Mm-hmm. And are you judging number one based on revenue? Which is fine, I'm just asking. Number one on revenue and the experience. Like, give to the people. So I want to give the people the best experience they get in this whole motorcycle branch. That's what I would spend all my time on. Which goes back to the DMing. And I know I will get it because you, you said we have plenty of time so I have enough time. That's right. And this takes all the pressure. So and then you spend, years ago. And then you spend all of your time on the consumer. Because two years ago, when I woke up in the morning, I was like, oh, I have to do something. I have to hustle. I have to hustle every day, but not like with this listen, pressure. Listen, work ethic matters. You know, as much as it's being demonized and as much as I don't use the word as much so I can balance out the message to make sure people aren't confused, work ethic matters. I'm sorry, you know? Um, but, but understanding what you're up to and putting yourself in a, you know, where work ethic can get very dangerous is if it leads to you being unhappy. Happiness has to be the North Star, yeah. right? And so- If you're not happy, you cannot not make the other happy and if you cannot lead yourself- You're finished. How you can lead the others. 100%, no shot, no shot. Yep, but it's, it's, about, it's, about, it's about, the number one thing I'm trying to think about how to articulate now is to help people put time in perspective. I, I've come to real, why at 15 did I used to play a game with myself which said, oh my God, in seven years, I'm gonna finally be able to work when I'm 22, right? No, my parents were gonna push me to college and then, okay, and this is me at 15. Okay, seven years ago is eight. Okay, eight. All right, that was 83 in Edison. Oh, that doesn't seem that far. Like, I've always done that. I do it today. I'm 43, I'm about to be 44. Okay, I've lived my whole life. When I'm double, I'll be 88 and I'll still be hungry, and that's probably when, I'll buy, when I win the Super Bowl, and okay, fuck man, I've been around for a long time. That's a lot, of, from the day I was born to now, is 44 years, and I'm gonna do that again? Jeez, like, I, I think so much of my happiness comes from contextualizing time better than most people. I think most people are macro, um, impatient, you know? And, and I think I'm macro patient. Macro patient, micro speed. And I think in the micro, people are slow. People are fucking, 
working for three and a half hours or producing or creating for three and a half hours in, in a 24 hour day, but they don't know why shit hasn't happened this year. And I'm fucking on fire. Like I feel stressed that I'm already four minutes over here. Like literally right now, I feel tension that I know I'm four and a half, five minutes over, right? But I'm, you're here and I like wanna deliver, but I'm talking about 44 years from now. So in the micro, I'm faster than fuck, but in the macro, I'm slow as shit. And so I literally reverse. And that's why I think I'm gonna get everything I want. And I think this will only work if you cross out things. Like, I will not do this, I will just focus on that. But you have to cross out based on your paradigm, not what people told you is right. The amount of shit I do every day that makes no fucking sense would blow your mind. But I think it's right. I have a major fire over here with a client where I can lose three million bucks, but I'm gonna do this Jets podcast. I think it's right. Because it makes you happy. Makes me happy, and I have a macro plan. It's another yeah. 15 Jet fans I'm gonna convert, and like I'll make up that revenue, and it's gonna actually be all right, because Katie's got it. And if she doesn't, it's a good read on Katie. And like all these other yeah. variables, most things, almost nothing matters. Almost nothing. That's where, you know, and I, and I can see you're picking up what I'm putting down, like, that's why I'm happy, nothing, what? What? Make payroll, right? This is, you understand this, yeah. I heard you very loud and clear. This is basic shit. So, people outsmart themselves. Play the actual game. And this is where strategy really, you know, the thing that we always talk about is, the one thing I'm not putting out to the world is that I'm smart. Because I don't think that brings you any value. What do you, what, you know, like, I don't know, I don't know how to make that valuable to the other person on the other end, right? I'm strategic. What's that gonna mean, right? I can't tell you to be more strategic. Be smarter. Like, really hard. That's why work ethic was my first batting. That, that is the number one controllable thing. Everybody listening and watching right now could, if they're so hungry, if they have such big ambitions, if they're gonna achieve so much, if they have the audacity to ask for a 1% life, they could work an extra hour instead of doing dumb shit instead. They could. That felt controllable. But it goes way deeper than that. It's getting the ability to see it, because you're in it. I do it to myself too, which is why I'm good. I analyze myself, but I'm still myself and sometimes you'll hear something and it'll help you trigger. But for you, it's just so simple. Like, it, like it's so, it's, it becomes so clear that you're like, right, that is actually what's happening. And now you get to make a decision. Even if you decided to stay the course and decided to hold your breath because you appreciate your lifestyle in the three to five year window you've decided and it goes wrong, just the fact that you knew you were doing it is still gonna feel better. Right. That 1%, right? Yeah. Same game, which is like, hey brother, if there is a .03 cent, I'm telling you right now, and fuck the excuse of the NDA, you know where you can go and where you can't go. Like, get it all out, that doesn't get you sued, and even it's .3, that's the magic, that's it. And then you're fucking, on. then what? Eight mile. Fucking love that, I bring it up all the time. I know you guys consume my content all the time. Real tough for clearance to diss him when he fucking dissed himself. Thanks guys for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed and more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. (laughs) Have a great day.